Alright, we are there. We are in Houston. We did it. We have completed the American League Division Series. The Yankees finally were able to take care of the Cleveland Guardians at home tonight, Game 5. And that is what we will be discussing here in Episode 419 of the podcast Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. But we are diving into the Yankees every single playoff game. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. The New York Yankees... (laughs) You know, at the beginning of the series, I was saying this needs to be an easy sweep. The Indians are nothing. Kind of proved us wrong a little bit, man. And they took us to five games. A team with a $5 payroll took us to five games. Um, The team with a $250 million payroll. But baseball works in funny ways, man. So you're going to take the win, you move on, and we are going to talk about all of it in this episode. The Yanks advance to Houston. And that's going to make me shit myself. Because if I was stressing out against Cleveland, just you wait. Welcome to the show. Thanks for stopping by. So, yeah, I mean, game five, it was, um, you never really felt stressed. Much like game one, you never had that stressed out feeling. And that was a good thing. Because in the bottom of the first, um, Stanton hit a home run. A three-run blast, and immediately it was three nothing Yankees. The second inning comes, Aaron Judge belts one out to right field as well. A solo blast makes it four nothing Yankees. The only run from Cleveland side will be a Ramirez sack fly in the top of the third inning, but even that would get neutralized when Anthony Rizzo singled in Glaber Torres in the bottom of the fifth to make it five one which would eventually be the final score if the Yankees would win. Um, So the bats produced five runs on six hits. The pitching was great. Nestor Cortez, five innings, one run. Jonathan Loisaga, Clay Holmes, uh, and uh, Wandy Peralta, four innings of shutout baseball. But I think the, the, the guy in this game I'm pointing out is... Giancarlo Stanton. And Giancarlo Stanton, we're just going to get right into it now. He gets our tip of the cap for tonight. He was one for four. Okay. Um, he struck out. But the one hit he had was the, the three-run home run. Um, And without that hit, man, who knows? Who knows? You know, I, I, I just feel like that jump started the Yankees. Um, so he he hits Giancarlo Stanton in the playoffs. He produces. And you know, by the way, if you're watching the video version of the podcast on YouTube or Spotify, just excuse me because every once in a while I will be checking the um, NBA game on my TV, which is like to the side. So I got to back up and look a little bit. Uh, the NBA opened up tonight. And I'm watching the second game, 
of the doubleheader. It's it's uh, Golden State Lakers. So if I look away here and there, it's just because I'm focusing on the game as well. But playoff stand, right? I mean, this got this is why you deal with. And I can't believe I'm the one to say it, but this is why you deal with what you deal with in the regular season. The streakiness and, and I guess the injuries um, are going to happen. But if, if he continues to do what he does in the playoffs, um, if he goes into another two-month slump in the regular season, I'm, I don't care because he's raking in the playoffs. Um, I know he had just two hits this series, okay? He didn't tear the cover off the ball, but they were both home runs. He also had six RBIs in these five games, but all, like I said, all of those RBIs, the home runs, both of those hits came right out the gate in the first inning to put the Yankees on the board. And I feel like that's such a big deal. So he was big. Um, and maybe he's starting to swing it a little better. Hopefully that sack fly in game four was kind of a jump starter, like an indicator that he's turning it around. The home run was another step in the right direction, so hopefully he goes into Houston hot. So, I just, you know, I wanted to start off the show by saying and giving my praise to Giancarlo Stanton. Just really, really appreciate that he has continuously shown up in the playoffs for the Yankees. Um, I think that's one thing we have to point out. So, my tip of the cap goes to Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, for tonight. So I believe that's his second tip of the cap this series. This postseason. So. Good job Stanton. Um, yeah. Aaron Judge. Possibly breaking out. Judge had two hits tonight. He had the home run to start off. A little later he singled. Okay. Last three games for Judge. In games three, four, and five. Aaron Judge is 4 for 12 with two home runs, three RBIs. You know, it's nothing crazy, but you're thinking maybe this is a sign of things to come. He just has to cut down the strikeouts. He's got to reduce the swing and miss. He's got 11 strikeouts in five games. But if the Yankees can get both Judge and Stanton clicking at the same time versus Houston... That is significant. That is so tremendous. Um, that is why these two were paired back together. Uh, were paired together back in uh, was it 2017 when Cashman made the deal. That's what we got these guys for for times like this. You know, everybody wants to. You know, at the time they wanted to talk about breaking the uh, Marison mantle 110, whatever it was 120. No, we got Judge and Stanton together for this reason, so they can both hit. At the same time in the playoffs and help the Yankees win games in the final month of the year. So, hopefully, Judge is also breaking out of his slump with some signs um, from him the last couple of games. Glaber Torres has you know has kind of been quiet with the bat this series, but he drew a couple of walks tonight. He's been pretty solid since he was switched to the leadoff spot. Started off the game last night with a base hit to, to you know, through the right side of the infield. Um. But, you know, the two MVPs continue to be Rizzo and Bader on the offensive side of things, right? The dude, uh, Rizzo, has just, the, the guy has been just so big so far. Um, tonight, he was one for three, had an RBI, 
to uh, get them that tack on run late in the game. Just give you it's it's four to one versus five to one is such a it just doesn't look like a big difference, but the feeling you have when you get to that fifth run and they only have one, it's such a big difference. Um, in the series, Rizzo was five for seventeen, four RBIs, one home run, and three walks. So he's getting on base a ton. He's producing runs, making contact. Those are all the things he brought the Yankees in the regular season. And he also brought great defense this series as well. Um, Just continues to play really good first base. Um, And he just brings a great veteran presence, whether you think that's cliche or not. Oh, um, my... um, My, my, I did something in my back the other day. Hey, my back has been killing me, and now my neck's getting. I, I'm like, I'm feeling old, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old. Harrison Bader, uh, yeah, another huge piece. He was on base three times tonight with a couple of walks and also hit by a pitch. Um, this series, he's been on base nine times, so. He's got four RBIs, three home runs. I mean, what else is there to say about Harrison Bader right now? The difference between having Harrison Bader in center field getting every day at bats versus having a Joey Gallo out there getting every day at bats or an Aaron Hicks having to play every day getting at bats. So tremendously different. Um, so, yeah, we talked more on that last night anyway. Um, you know, how it, the trade it looks much different now. Than when Cashman initially did it. Um, so good on Bader. Hopefully he continues to hit. Uh, bottom of the six came Matt Carpenter. Got a pinch hit appearance over Marwin Gonzalez, who came into the game once Aaron Hicks, you know, got hurt on that three-man collision with Cabrera and Donaldson. Um, Carpenter struck out. Didn't really look good again at the plate. Doesn't look great, man. Uh I don't know that he's going to have that same magic. It might be wearing off. You know, he had a big injury to the foot, a long layoff. He is old, you know, and he's also pinch hitting. So pinch hitting is very difficult to just come in after sporadic, you know, with just sporadic reps, you know, after these long stretches of not getting any at-bats, it's just difficult to do. Um, But yeah, that happened. Um, The pitching was great. Nestor Cortez, kind of going under the radar how well he's pitched because Garrett Cole has kind of reclaimed that ace role. Nestor Cortez has been good. Uh, Ten innings of three-run ball in total this postseason and two starts. Tonight, he was excellent on short three days rest. Um, Five innings, one run, three hits, a walk, two strikeouts, 61 pitches. Very efficient. Um... To a point where he probably could have went one more. But regardless, he was excellent. Just doing the usual Cortez things. Mixing it up. The arm angles, the delivery, eye levels, his pitch mix. Just did a very good job of keeping Cleveland off balance. Um, I I feel bad not giving Nesta Cortez a tip of the cap. Um, But I just feel like Stanton hitting that home run was so significant. And held so much weight to get the Yankees some confidence to win this game that he needed it. Um, you know, if he doesn't do that, Stanton, then who knows? You know, it could have been Cleveland's game. Could have been a tight game the entire way, etc. 
So, so he was he was outstanding. Nestor was uh, the bullpen. The Yankee bullpen continues to be uh, nails. Um, honestly, man, all the negative talk on the pen has got to go for now because it's really been good, and it's honestly the only two rough patches have been Tyone and Schmidt, right? Two guys who aren't going to be used in the next series anyway, unless there's an emergency. Like, Tyone and Schmidt aren't regulars out of the bullpen. They're guys we're not going to use. They're not top guns. So, outside those two, who we don't use often, the pen has been great. I mean, Peralta is the MVP out of that bullpen. This guy came in all five games, and he did a hell of a job. And his only bad outing in the five games was the bullshit game three with the bloops, you know, boom putting in Schmidt and Schmidt, you know, not getting the job done. So Nestor's, I mean, not Nestor, uh, Wandy Peralta's been great. He's been their best reliever. Um, and then you can make a case their second best reliever right now um, is Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, now four outings in the postseason this year. Zero runs allowed in each. Um, he's become my second most trusted guy. Um, you can make a case that Johnny Lasagna is your most trusted guy under Peralta as well. Because Loisac has been good. Uh, you know, he's been good you know, the entire second half. Let's be real. He has been excellent. He has turned it around. Um, does he give up some hard contact here and there, a few hits? Yeah, but... You know, when his command is there, he gets the job done. He's throwing strikes. He's electric. Um, and the dude, his two-seamer, man, it's filthy. I mean, that that strikeout to end the sixth inning tonight, the 100 running in on the hands to Arias, holy cow, man. That two-seamer has some tail to it, and it has hella velocity. Um, But, yeah, they've been great. They were great again tonight. And, and again, the recipe tonight is what we need. Starting pitcher, three relievers, boom. Right? And this was a game when we were all going on short rest too. So I thought we were going to see a ton of relievers. Um, but no. And that's good because that's all you need for Houston, man. You don't need to overmanage against Houston. You don't need to obsess over matchups, lefty-righty, this guy's numbers versus this guy's numbers on a certain day, whatever. And I worry that Boone's going to do that. But I, I think he should really take a look at how he's managed this bullpen the last couple of nights and, and maybe try to continue that trend. Um, yeah. The Yankees win. Josh Naylor. Who's your daddy? Uh, he had the entire stadium chanting that tonight, as expected. And then the funniest part wasn't even that. Um, it was pretty funny. But at the end of the game was the best part, where Glaber Torres catches the last out, and he kind of rocks the baby right in front of the whoever that scumbag was on second base for Cleveland. But as he was doing it, he was staring right into the Cleveland dugout, uh, probably right into Naylor's you know, mouse-looking eyes. Um so, that sewer rat is gone. Very happy to see that. But, hey, I got to give the Cleveland Guardians credit. They are a tough ball club, man. Um, they're pesky. They're, they're kind of like the Rays. Like, the way the Rays have played us in the past, these recent years. Like, they make contact, the, the, the Indians do. Quan is solid. 
They run, they bunt, they play hard, they pitch well, they play with the swagger, as we know. They've got an excellent manager in Francona. You know, they're a tough club. Um, I, I just don't know why you know Francona went with Savali there and not Bieber tonight. Um, that was an awful call. I mean, if Bieber would have pitched, he would have been on three days rest, just like Nesta Cortez. Um, and he also had some questionable challenges on two plays that he should not have the other night and that he didn't challenge a play tonight that he probably should have. So not the greatest series there at the end for Terry Francona, but I do respect the guy, and, and the Indians are tough. Um, so they're gone. Bob Costas is gone next series, and and we've got the Houston Astros up next. So going to talk a little bit about the Astros series that's coming up next. Um, and I think we all expected it, but um, we'll talk about it. Stay with us. Just give me one sec. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify. But you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 419 of BD4. Welcome to the podcast. All right, man. So, this is, this is it. I wanted it. I was rooting against Seattle in, in the last series there. Um, I want revenge. I hate this team with a burning passion. I hate their redneck fan base. Um, you know, they're hypocrites. They are in denial. Um, and so is their team, some of them. <laughs> um, I despise Verlander. I despise Altuve. I despise the arrogance of that team. Uh, just because it's a rivalry, man. And, and this is the Yankees' biggest rival right now. It's the Houston Astros. And we all knew, you know, really from opening day, we all had a feeling that the Yankees and Astros would meet in the CS once again, and they are. They're going to be seeing each other, and it's going to be tomorrow night. Verlander versus Tyone, tomorrow night. Um, so no day off because of, of Manfred and his complete incompetence slash the rain. Um, but, yeah, and I remember when Tyone was getting smacked the fuck around, uh, excuse my language, by Houston, Back in June, in mid June, and I, I immediately, I, you know, just started turning on him, and I excluded him from my playoff rotation at the time. I was like, I don't want to see this guy ever pitch in the playoffs. And while he did have a, he turned into a decent season. I still stand by that. Like I won't lie, I don't love this matchup for Jamison Tyone. Um, Considering Verlander continues to mow the Yankees down, I don't know that Tyone can match that. You know, he 
He gives up a ton of home runs. Houston hits a ton of home runs. Houston's dominant at home. Dominant at home. This is a tough one. This is going to be a tough game one. Um, again, we're going into it right off of game five. No, no, you know, 24-hour rest period or 48-hour rest period. So, uh, you know, the first two games are on the road, so I'm saying we've got to at least take one, at least steal one road game to start the series. Um, that would be that would be good, uh, but you can't drop both. I mean, it's it's just so unfortunate, man. It's so friggin' unfortunate that the Yankees didn't press for home field advantage a little bit harder, like they should have. They put way too much value on resting, um, and of course, they were also horrendous for all of July and August. I just wish they went a little harder for it, and I wish they didn't have that almost collapse that they did because they were on a 120-win pace, and they ended up winning just 99 games. Big drop-off considering where they were. So if that big-ass drop-off didn't happen, the Yankees could be going into Game 1 hosting. Um, but now they got to go to Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas, Game 1 tomorrow night. So it's unfortunate. But... um. They they gotta bring it and and you know I'm while I'm confident in the pitching, I I I need to see more from the bats though, you know their pitching's been great so far. The starters are rocking, right? Luis Severino turned in a decent start. Garrett Cole has been excellent in both of his starts. Um, Nestor Cortez, as we said, has been very solid in both of his starts. So the starting pitchers are rocking. Um, the bullpen is locked down right now. A lot of guys are producing. We talked about Peralta, Clay Holmes, Loizaga. They're producing. The lineup has a lot of guys either not doing much or doing absolutely nothing at all. And that's a concern of mine going into a, a series against the Houston Astros. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, the Yankees batted 182 in this American League Division Series. That's the 10th worst of the 12 playoff teams this year. So, a 182 a 182 average. Uh, they averaged 11 strikeouts per game, and they hit just 227 in scoring position this past series. None of that is shocking because we talk about it often. The structure of the lineup, their philosophy, it's going to get you results like that. Power, not contact. You hope those things change, you know. You hope that judge keeps hitting from the last couple of nights. I'm looking at him. Him and him first. I, yeah. I mean, like, on the flip side, uh, Jordan Alvarez does it. The guy's raking. Why can't Judge be like that? Why can't Judge be the superstar that never goes cold? You know? Gotta step up. Hopefully, again, hopefully that was the sign. Right? He's got four hits now this postseason, I think it was. All came in, all coming in the last few nights, so... We'll see. We'll see where this leads. Um, but Aaron Judge, they're not going anywhere without him. And that's that's not even a debate. 
He's got to get it going. Uh, Stanton, too. You know, hopefully he keeps hitting from his last couple nights, getting him and Judge hot, like we said. That's only a benefit. Um, other guys, the role players, Cabrera needs to show us something, or who knows, maybe he's in jeopardy of losing the roster spot, you know, but he's, he's just looking overmatched up there. A lot of quick strikeouts, quick in the count going down easily. You know, Verlander in that high fastball scares me for Cabrera because he struggles with that pitch. Um, same for Donaldson. Honestly, who, who, you know, had been so-so in the DS. Um, you know, he got about a hit every night, but he's often swinging late through the high heat, too. And Verlander's a guy who likes to attack upstairs with his 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Jose Trevino finally got off the 0-for-9 schneid tonight. He picked up a hit in his third at-bat. Um, but, yeah, he's got to wake up. Or else Kyle Higashioka will probably see more time next series. Because Higgy was, remember, Higgy was raking in September. And he also did draw a walk. And, like, his, you know, he's only had three or four at-bats. But he drew a walk this postseason. So he might see some time if Trevino keeps struggling. IKF, who's actually hit pretty well, as he's done all year. But he's not playing much because of his atrocious defense. Um... And it's hilarious how it took the Yankees that long to realize it. It's like you wait until you actually get bit by it. And you don't do it before to avoid getting bit by it. (laughs) It makes no sense. Um, But, you know, maybe try to get him some at-bats at least. Because I would play him a third. Because having more contact against this team is important too. Uh, Carpenter looks lost as we said. Hopefully he can kind of find something this series. If he gets more at-bats. Um, so yeah, guys got to start hitting or else it's so long Bronx Bombers. Let's be honest. They need to be on their game in all aspects. Um, all facets of the game. Got to be sharp, crisp, smooth. Um, so the roster is going to be out tomorrow morning. Um, and there are some questions still with, with injuries and such. And You know, is DJ LeMayu going to be on it? Um, he, you know, he sh- obviously the foot injury, the toe injury. When he came back at the end of the regular season, I thought he looked pretty decent, but apparently not. Um, we'll see. He might come off. If he does come back, I'm not expecting him to play a huge role. He'll probably just come off the bench. Um, Benintendi, I don't expect him back this series. Um, I think that guy's done, unfortunately, because he's a huge piece. Huge piece, man. It's so fucking unfortunate. Because I was so thrilled when we got him at the deadline, and now I'm just used to not having them, which is so sad. Um, Hicks, we uh, we might have saw his last game in pinstripes tonight. That injury might take him out. Um, who knows if he makes the right? He's not going to make the roster now. Um, he's getting the MRI. Peraza, I would hope they bring him on this, this next series. Pick him up on your way to Houston tomorrow. Um, IKF, it's going to be interesting to see if they bring him on the roster. They probably will, but will they start him? Will they have him off the bench? Will they have him play third? Then uh, the pitching staff, Frankie Montes. I, he- I heard some things about Frankie Montes that I didn't love hearing, that the Yankees were considering bringing him up, him on the plane. I fucking hope that wasn't true. 
Um, and out of the bullpen, Ron Marinaccio, a key piece to the bullpen all year long, would be great if he's healthy for this series because he was huge. And he was one of the guys I trust the most. So if Ron Marinaccio is healthy, the other guys are clicking right now. That's huge. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking, you know, what the batting order should be or what it will be, I, I think you're you're looking at something like Labor Torres leading off at second base. Um, you can count that. Uh, obviously, Judge is going to be playing right field in, at second, batting at second. Uh, batting third, it's going to be Rizzo, your lefty, first baseman. Stanton's probably going to be DHing, DHing at cleanup. Um, and then, you know, you can get creative. Maybe go fifth, Bader in center field. I would do that. Um, I would go Peraza at shortstop, batting sixth. Trevino at catcher, batting seven. IKF at third base, I'd bat him eighth. And then Oswaldo in left field, batting ninth, the switch hitter. Bring Donaldson off the bench. You can maybe platoon. You can maybe, you know, because uh, what's his name? No, never mind. I was going to say Peraza's switch, but he's only a right-hander. But Donaldson, you know, you don't have to completely shun him to the bench. But I, you know, I would like to keep as much contact in that lineup as possible. And I feel like replacing Donaldson with IKF a little more often would be nice. And yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think that you know, if I'm making. I don't want to make predictions, um, but like, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy series for the Yankees. I don't expect a sweep. I don't expect a five-game series. Uh, I, I think I honestly think if the Yankees are to win this series, it's going to be in seven. Uh, it's going to be hell. It's going to be. We're going to go through a lot of ups and downs. Um, and we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be raging. And it, there's going to be a ton of emotions. A lot of things are going to go wrong. But in the end, I think... I, I don't know, man. I think at best they win in seven. Uh, but I, realistically, man, I don't see this team beating Houston. I, I just think Houston's a, another animal. They're a powerhouse. And this is something I've been saying all season long. Um, I started jumping on it more... In the middle of June, after the first series against Houston, they just showed me that the Yankees aren't as special as we thought. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Yankees do it. Maybe because, you know, again, in between the ears counts too. Maybe the Yankees are looking for revenge. They're pissed off. They are playing with the swagger right now. The whole Josh Naylor rock the baby thing. Maybe this is their new thumbs down. This is their new rally cry. They're, they're angry at Houston. The stadium's been rocking first time since pre-COVID. Like, maybe, maybe this this is something that helps us out here. Maybe we figure it out. Maybe we finally solve Houston years on top of years later, right? So I'm praying for it. And Jameson Tyone's going to take the bump. And man, do I hope he produces. I think you go Tyone, uh, Tyone maybe throw Domingo Herman in there after, and then rock with that. We'll see. Guys, let's get to our final break, and then we'll wrap this one up with our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day. Stay with us. Be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. 
just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. So, for episode 419, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, true or false, the New York Yankees have never defeated the Houston Astros in a postseason. And when I say that, I'm talking about in a series, not a single game. Let me make that clear. True or false, the New York Yankees have never defeated Houston Astros in a postseason. True or false, one more time. The New York Yankees have never defeated the Houston Astros in a postseason series. Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but if you guess the answer, just attempt to guess the answer. Right or wrong, I will let you know what the answer is. In the next episode if you do that. That's it guys. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host RJ Carbone. And this is episode 419 of BD4. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. And I will see you in 420. We got a lot coming up. We're going to be busy. Uh, We got all these Astros games to recap now. And then we've got the Knicks. The Knicks start tomorrow night. So we'll have a podcast out. Hopefully... For the first game by uh, Thursday, the very latest. Um, If not, Friday morning. But I'm looking at Thursday for the Knicks. Um, And then we'll we'll also try and recap game one of this Astros series. Again, we might miss some playoff games. One or two. um, Just because with work and such, and I've been very busy, and now the Knicks are coming back, so I'm going to be doubling up and watching them. It's going to be a lot for me, but um, the, for, for the most part, we're going to be right on it, and uh, we'll, we'll try to do some blogging, get some blogs in there too. So we're going to be on top of everything, man. We're not going to miss much. So I appreciate it. 419 in the books. I'm your host, RJ, and that's it for episode 419 of BD4. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.